Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Let's pray for the word this uh, morning. Uh, everything done in this house is for your spiritual edification. If your flesh feels real horrible, then I'm doing a good job. If the things that make you think like the world are making you suffer in this place is because God wants you to get rid of those things because all they do is destroy your marriage, your family, and your future. He came to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But God has come that you might have life at abundant level. So I, I ask that your thoughts would be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you might stand right with God uh, at any cost so that you can experience true prosperity and a future that is bright and glorious. Father, thank you for this day that you have made. Thank you that we can rejoice and be glad. Thank you, O oh God, that we can celebrate Jesus Christ and the victory that he obtained in the cross of Calvary to defeat the devil by his truth who opened the gates of heaven so that we sinners that were destined to hell might be forgiven, redeemed, and saved. Pray that your word this morning, Lord, would resonate in our hearts in such a way that it would serve as a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path so that we not stumble. We pray that your word would be a good seed that produces good fruit and a harvest that glorifies your name. That that which we were created to enjoy, fruitfulness, multiplication, the filling of the earth, the being able to walk in the immensity of your peace and prosperity as we take dominion as we become the head and not the tail Lord and we tell the devil get out of our lives and we can enjoy fellowship with God which is eternal we could be right at the day of his coming so we pray that your word would issue forth and we might embrace it and it produce the life the peace and the salvation that you promised Bless your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Throughout the Bible, we see a continued advice for us to get away from the counsel of the ungodly. Psalm 1 verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. You have to uh, really consider what is the, the ultimate voice in your head that, that is provoking your conscience to move in a direction. And God says it better not be an ungodly counsel. That means a counsel that causes you not to line up with God. Um, throughout the Bible, you see God tell men to line up with him. And it's a very scary thing. It takes courage. And not everyone runs in that direction. There'll be a few. There'll be a few that decide to believe God and stand where God wants them to stand. And the likes of David, who one man destroyed that thing that was bringing all men to be cowards. As Goliath spoke uh, towards the armies of God, uh, David was insulted at the words that were coming out of his mouth. And so it takes that spirit in the heart of man to hate the counsel of the ungodly. How is it that deep pity, dumb duty, Sean pity, puffy daddy, how is it that their counsel resonates in our hearts more than the Spirit of God that issues forth 
from the Spirit of God, causing us to move with the indignation to fight the battles of the Lord. And so David did not enjoy the words that were coming from ungodly counsel. He said the words, who is this uncircumcised? He says, who is this guy that walks not with God, who thinks that he can challenge the armies of God? And so Psalm 1 verse 1 says, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Make sure that in these days, you're not walking with the spirit of humanism, the intellectual savvy with those men out there that says it's better to hoard. It's better to be stingy. It's better not to be generous than to walk with God. I've experienced the huge multitude of floods that have, have been sent my direction, my family. Uh, people would swear that my bank accounts are millions upon millions of dollars. And, and they're not anywhere close. They're just millions upon millions of miracles of the hand of God in our life. Doing the supernatural every day impacting the world we would have to have and many men came through here years previous and they promised that they would help us financially they said pastor you could count on us we have millions and I said listen to me not a penny not a dime not not anything because the hand of God is in my life the hand of God is over our family over this church over the purposes and you, you, couldn't, you couldn't have enough money to do what God has done in this place in the last 17 years. There's not enough money in the world to do what we have done as we have walked with God. But those people that walk in the counsel of the ungodly, you'll notice that they begin to stand in the path of sinners. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. How many people know some ungodly people out there? There's a, they were being poured out. T.D. Jake says, don't let that stuff get in your ears because it's going to keep you from faith. You're going to walk in fear. But if you're listening to God, Romans 10, 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing from the word of God. That you hear God. And so you're no longer, see, it says faith comes by hearing, hearing of the word of God. Faith comes. The supernatural heavens open to bring down the inventory of eternity when you're listening to God. And so everything you see about this ministry and about our life is a faith walk. You can't even find out how it happens. People have been saved. Atheists have been saved just by contemplating what happens in this place. It's like there's just no human way possible. So there it is in Psalm 1 verse 2. It says that those who walk not by the counsel of the ungodly. Verse 1. It says, nor stand in the path of sinners. Because once you start listening. Once you have an ear open to ungodly speech. Guess where you start walking? You start walking in the direction of that which influences your thoughts. Blessed is a man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners. Because soon, after you listen to them, after you drew close, my friend, you're sitting in the seat of mockers. Now you're stuck with stupid. You're stuck on stupid. You got some stinking thinking going on. Because you listened to their words, you went in their direction, and now you sit 
as a cynical unbeliever while those who listen to God and move with God and run into the battles experience victory. Their lives are blessed and prospered and peaceful. We were reading this week in Genesis chapter 14 in verse 17 where there's, there's an interchange between Abraham, verse 18. There's an interchange between Abraham and the, uh, and the God of, of, of uh, Sodom, um, the king of Sodom. Verse 19. Mm-hmm. Blessed is Abraham. Verse 20. He gave him a tithe. Abraham was moving because God had delivered him from the enemies. Verse 21. The king of Sodom and tri- Sodom tried to enter into an alliance into, hey, Abraham, let's strengthen up our forces so that we might be strong. Give me those people that you have received in the plunder. Uh, you can keep the goods for yourself. You'll always see Satan say, give me. It's a taker. He's never, he's never placing the blessing forward. He's always taking and taking. Verse 22 says like this. He says, Abraham said to the king of Sodom, my hand is raised to the Lord. I'm I'm walking in another realm. I'm listening to God. You're listening to the people horizontally. I got my eyes set vertically. I've raised my hand to the Lord most high. He is the one who owns everything in heaven and all things on earth. He's the, I, that's who I have to deal with. That's who I'm in communication. That's who I'm walking with. Verse 21. So I won't even, verse 23, I'm sorry. I won't even take a strap from your sandal. I'm not going to take a lace from your shoe. I will take nothing. I will not take anything that is yours so that you don't say you prospered me. You made me rich. You blessed me. I'm I'm with God. So when God sees this in chapter 15, verse 1, God says, Abraham, it says, After these things, the Lord said to Abraham in a vision saying, You will not walk in fear, for I am your shield and your exceedingly great reward. I opened up the heavens. I'm taking care of you. You're mine. You're precious to me. Listen to me, people. You don't understand when God has this sentiment over the life of men. If you go 6,000 years later, whenever you see a Jewish person upon the face of the earth, what God sees is Abraham. And God says, I'm going to cover. I'm going to bless. I'm going to prosper the seed of my friend Abraham. The king of Sodom would have no promise for Abraham's seed 6,000 years later. But the God of heaven, to this day, 80% of the world's wealth is in the hand of the Israeli people. 80% of the wealth is in the hands of, of the seed of Abraham. And so the Bible says that we are Abraham's seed through the faith. And, and this morning what I want to do is let you know that that. Things are happening underground and behind the scenes, all setting up for a huge darkness upon the earth. There's, there's going to be things continually happening. They're happening right now. And, and 
for you to move closer to God is my desire. In 1 Corinthians 14, 8, in the New Testament, Paul continues to speak about a trumpet. He says, when you hear the sound of the alarm, if the trumpet makes a sound which is not certain, who will prepare for battle? I want to ask you a question, and this is, this is something that, that is my constant concern. How can I influence and inspire men to move closer to God? How, if, if I'm called to this generation, how can I shake men up? You know, when we got out of TBN on Thursday, when that thing launches nationwide, I want the people to say, there was an earthquake in the United States. There's something that shook the foundation of Christianity. Because let me tell you something. As we were there, the cameramen that were watching one program after another program were like, this is a circus. This is a joke. But when we got on, they were like, we want this. This is the real stuff. We want men who will be passionate and sold out for their God. Amen. We want men that, that believe God. Men that walk with God. Men that will show us how to be excellent husbands and incredible fathers. It's a joke what's happening with the men of our generation. Many of them are absent. We know this is the largest fatherless generation of all times. In the last days, there will be perilous times because men will be lovers of themselves, the Bible says. They'll only think about me, myself, and I. They will leave their wives. Listen to me. You had to be effeminate and you had to be super gay to have a wife to protect and leave her abandoned in the days of, of old when men were men, when they were courageous, when they had dignity and honor. Nowadays, they're pansies. They're a bunch of effeminate men. They have their wives standing up to protect them, to provide for them. That's what's going on in this generation. They say more women will graduate from university in the coming years than men. And what's it happens? There's going to be a change of paradigm. What's it mean? Men are staying home and the women's are going out to battle. They're bringing the provisions to support men. That's, that's totally anti-biblical. The Bible says that a man who loves his wife will, will lay down his, he'd rather be dead before he turns on the best interest of the woman he's called to keep and to care for and to love. As Jesus Christ gave his life for the church, so we're to give our lives up for our wives that she might be presented as glorious that she must, might be the most beautiful woman upon the earth because of the efforts of our courage and our efforts on her behalf. Now, let me tell you something. For some of us, we think that this travesty is the fact that men have abandoned. But a lot of these men were groomed by witches. What's that mean? Ay, mi hijito pobrecito, esa mujer está acabando con él. These men have been raised up by witches who have told their men, Cuídate de esa mujer. Mujer puede tener muchas, pero mamá solo tiene una. That's a witch. 
that produces a destruction in the life of your son's marriage, that strips your grandchildren of the heritage of God to have one father and one mother in one lifetime. So all these things are twisted and they're out of place. And Psalms 11.3 says, if the foundations are destroyed, if what God has put there to edify strong refuge and lineage and legacy and blessing, if the foundations are destroyed, how can we do anything right? What can a righteous man do? And so we, the church, have to be the proponents of family in the last days. And when Paul is saying, if we're not blowing the trumpet in a way that sounds the alarm, it will not prepare people. 1 Corinthians 14.8, if the trumpet does not have a distinct sound, then who, who will prepare for battle? 14.8, if the trumpet makes an uncertain sound, who will prepare for battle? In other words, let me ask you a question. What sound would move you in the direction of God? And if that sound is not being produced, then, then we're falling asleep. Have you heard, and I'm sorry for those that tried to interpret my Spanish here with, uh, with what I said. That just came out of the inside. But if, if the sound that is being heard is, go to sleep, go to sleep. Uh, honey, I think I have men's meeting tonight. No, 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 go to sleep. Honey, I think that we haven't tithed for six months. No, 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 go to sleep. And so the church has fallen asleep. The church is indifferent towards God. We're not passionate. We're not passionate about the things of God like we are for other things. Hurry up, hurry up, what? Hurry up, hurry up, what? I, I have to get early to the concert. What concert? The concert is coming. Madonna's coming. Hurry up, hurry up, what, what? Hurry up, where's, where's my shoes? Are we going to church? No, no, no. The baseball game's coming. We move heaven and earth with the priorities of things that don't have the weight of priority. And for the things that, oh, I forgot. Whew, forgot we had church on Sunday. Maybe we'll catch it next Sunday. Here in the Old Testament, every time the trumpet sounded, it was time for the inhabitants of the land to tremble. Joel 2.21, listen to me. It's not supposed to be the pastor... It's supposed to be you. You're the people of God. Joel 2 verse 1 says like this. It says, blow the trumpet. Verse 1. Chapter 2 verse 1. Blow the trumpet in Zion. In God's most holy habitation. Sound the alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble that your life would be so vibrant so passionate that you would move the loins the the guts the inside of man for the day of the lord is coming it's at hand god is about to do a split on the earth between the righteous and the unrighteous 
I want to know if the righteous are being faithful to God with their finances. Absolutely, you bet on it because they love God more than their finances. Their love for God is, is at the highlight. I, I love, if you have an opportunity, when, when this guy, uh, Mary, what's his name? Mariano from the Yankees. Mariano Rivera? Okay. When this guy is retiring, he is, he is the greatest relief pitcher of all time. Mariano Rivera. And Charlie Rose is going to interview him at the end of his career. And he's saying, you know something? You have a nasty, you could really. And, he's, and he says, and then he says, out of the blue, because everybody knows he's a man of God. Everybody knows that the hand of God is on Mar Mariano Rivera's life. He has been chosen by God and put in a place and prospered to be prominent and known. But everybody knows one thing about this man. He loves God more than life. He loves God more than baseball. He loves God more than athletic ability. He loves God. And so in the middle of this, this secular, humanist, intellectual, interchange, retired baseball relief pitcher of the Yankees, the New York Yankees, all of a sudden, from the bottom of Charlie Rose's depth of his heart, he says, do you tithe? It was so inappropriate. It was not even the subject matter they were talking about. They were talking about great pitches, great batters, great games, great finishes. But he needed to know, does this man really, 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 really love God? And, I, you know, it was a spot for him to say, no, uh, I have other things that I do with my money. I, and he goes, of course his response of, yes, I do honor God with the increase of my finances because I love God more than baseball. And, and, and the guy switched quick. He made a U-turn. He said, get out of here. So when's your next uh, game? He didn't want, but he went there. And he went there because people want to know if we're real or if we're just a bunch of sissies. We're a bunch of blabber. You know, we have a lot of blah, 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 but we don't carry the passion of our heart. If you love God above all things, Billy Graham says you can tell by a man's wallet if he's converted or not. Because where your treasure is, there your heart is also. That's why men go around cheating on their wives. Because they're not, they're not investing treasure. Their, their, their feelings and affections are in other places. But when you put your feelings and affections in God, this type of trumpet sound causes the earth to tremble. And the Lord's day is coming and surely is here. Listen to me. I know there's going to be a lot of people that are going to run to church when Jesus comes back. And they're going to run to church for one thing. They're going to be looking for pastor. And they're going to say, pastor, why didn't you tell me that it was better to leave with God than to stay down here to suffer what's going to happen upon the earth. My, my encouragement to you is that you might move in that direction. Verse 2, Joel 2.2. 2. Joel 2.2, 2, it says, The trumpet allows psalms to move the land to tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming, because the day of darkness and gloom, the days of thick clouds, like the morning clouds that spread over the mountains, a people coming great and strong. There's going to be a different generation rising up in this day. 
that are going to take God serious. There's never been anything like this, people, in previous generations, nor will there be afterwards. These men are prepared to be ready at the trumpet call of God. See, in the last days, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 4, 3, that it will come the time where men will not endure sound doctrine. They don't want to hear what God wants them to hear. But according to their own lust, because they have itchy ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. What for? Verse 4, to tell them things that they will turn their ears away from truth. They will turn aside to fables. They want cuentos de hadas. They want fairy tales. They, they don't want substantive reality. And so Paul is telling Timothy, while people are turning away from God, verse 2, I want you to preach the word when it's season and when it's not season. And the word, when it is preached in season or out of season, will come to convince you, to rebuke you, to exhort you, to have patience, and to teach you. The word of God is going to come to move you in the direction of God. Don't go to a place where you're not moved to honor God. Don't go to a place that you're going to be relaxed and easy. This is not the time for relaxation and easy. This is the Bible says in Matthew 24, 37. Matthew 24, 37. The last days will be like the days of Noah. I want, to, I want to understand this. Noah was told that the flood was coming and to prepare an ark for the salvation of his family. Who moved in God's direction? A righteous man who found grace. A righteous man who listened to God. A righteous man who moved with God. As in the days of Noah, so also will come the son of, uh, will the coming of the Son of Man be. What were people doing that were not listening? Verse 38. For in the days that were before the flood, they were going to the best restaurants. They were having the best foods. They were um, marrying and giving up marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. What, what is so interesting about this phenomena that some people did not have a clue. They did not hear the voice of God. They did not hear the alarm. They did not hear the trumpet. Nobody was affecting their lives. Verse 39 says, they knew not. They did not know. This is the opposite of the church. This is the opposite of the church. They did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So also will come the Son of God, the Son of Man, the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 40, there will be two men in the field. Two men will be working. One will leave and the other will be left behind. One will take off with God. He's ready. He's listened to God. He's moved with God. He's served God faithfully. Verse 41, two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taking off. The other one will stay here. You could use the acronym Wicked Witch for her. A rebellious woman. She knew how to avoid sounding the alarm. She, she had her heart uh, uh, juxtaposed to God's. So verse 42 says, watch therefore, you don't know the hour in which the Lord is coming. Be watchful, be prayerful. 
Listen to what God's speaking into your life. I, I talked to my neighbor. He's decided not to listen to God now for several years. And he's like, well, you're too intense. You're too radical. How come you're so? I said, listen to me. Don't go there. Let me ask you a question. If God were going to send you a message from heaven to Miami, who would he use to deliver that message to you? He said, it would be you. You would be the person that God would use to talk to me. I go, exactly. And I'm talking to you and you're not listening. <laughs> I'm the messenger of God, which you know God has used in your life to bring you the word of the Lord. And the word of the Lord is awesome because it's timely. It comes right before the storm. God has given you an opportunity to honor him. You better honor him. God has given you an opportunity to hear his alarm. You better hear his alarm. Luke 21, 28 says, then they will see the son of man coming. You don't want to see this and not go. They will see him coming. When you see these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Verse 27. You will see the Lord coming in the cloud with power and great glory. At that, Listen to me. I have to say this. This already happened in the 1930s and 40s. The people of God drifted away from Israel and they went into Germany and they became corporate. They said, we're going we're gonna to integrate and we're going to be like the people of the land. And they began to own the banks. They began to own the stores. They began to transact in commerce and be refined. And, and they, forgot, they forgot God. And God allowed a government party to come in. And the first thing they did, it says, you belong to God. So put a little star here. It says, the star of David, that you're not like these people. That you're my people. And he put them up in concentration camps and began to murder and they began to pillage and rape and kill all these refined, domesticated people of God that didn't want to serve the God of Israel. I believe the same thing is going to happen with Christians. I believe there's going to be a worldwide gathering of, of coming against those who love Jesus Christ and love his word and want to see his glory upon the earth. And these people will be excluded. They'll be removed. They'll be isolated. They'll be called haters. They'll be called traitors. They'll be called a whole bunch of things. See, see all this thing is coming upon the earth. Uh, before that time, Jesus will come for his bride. I don't want to stay around here and know I had an opportunity to be the bride of Christ and be stripped of the portions of this earth. In 1 Thessalonians, you see the passage that God allowed us to be warned about the coming days. Chapter 5, verse 3. 1 Thessalonians 5, 3. For you yourselves well know that the Lord will come just like a thief in the night. When they say peace and safety, this is what they're trying to say. We've been able to keep God away from us and we have peace. Then sudden destruction comes upon them as a labor pains upon a pregnant woman. They shall not escape. There's going to be a whole host of things taking place upon the earth. Um, not by any way. We're not moved by fear. We're moved by faith, by listening to God. This is not a fear tactic. This means align yourself up in your family with God. Do it now.
Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't put it off. Don't be ignorant. Move fast and furious in God's direction so that you're not anywhere around what's about to take place upon the earth. It's going to be some perilous, dangerous times. Everything will speak of men who hate God, men who hate God's people. The Bible says that they will be fast and furious against those who hold faith. Ezekiel 33 tells me that if I'm not to blow the alarm when I see things coming, that the blood is going to be on my hands. Ezekiel 33.3. If when the watchman sees the sword coming upon the land, if he blows the trumpet and warns the people, verse 4, if he's able to sound the alarm, whoever hears the sound of the trumpet and does not take warning, if the sword comes and takes him away, his blood is on his own hand, head. He's responsible for what was spoken that he did not adhere to. Verse 5, he heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him, but he that taketh warning shall save his life. Um, I've told my kids these words since they had the ability to understand. And this is, they, they, they must have been four or five when they started being able to communicate with me. I said, don't play with the things of God. Don't play with the things of God. Because you're going to need God one day. And you don't want to make him a joke. Let's stand this morning. Let's ask God to give you the sobriety to be able to listen to God and to move in his direction. Blessed is the man who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor does he stand in the path of sinners, nor does he sit with mockers. This is a progressive step. You listen to them, you act like them, you become one of them. You listen to them, you act like them, and then you become one of them. Guess what I want to do? I want to listen to God. I want to be like God. I want to be part of his family. I want to be a vessel of the Lord. And the spirit of God is doing that in our lives. Allow the spirit of God to govern your lives. Rebuke the spirit of this age of rebellion and disobedience. Rebuke the spirit of mockery. We, we know what mockery is because we read it in Proverbs 12 verse 15. A mocker does not listen to one who corrects him nor will he go near to the wise. Proverbs 12, 15. 15, 12, I'm sorry. The mocker does not love one who corrects him, nor will he go to the wise. He doesn't want to be around wise words. He's an ostrich. He sticks his head in the sand. And he says the lion is not there. The lion is there, my friend, and he seeks to devour. Father, thank you this day for your word. Thank you for we're in the house of God and we could consider your ways. We could go in the direction of the counsel of the Lord. In the multitude of counsel, there's safety. There's wisdom. We're able to prepare for those things that are going to befall the earth, Lord. Let our passion for you be greater than our passion for the things of this world. Let our heart be where our treasure is as we're faithful to invest our lives, our talents, and our treasure in the house of God. We give you thanks for the peace and the joy that surpasses understanding. 
We give you thanks for righteousness. We give you thanks for righteous instruction. We give you thanks for the spirit of the Lord in this house. We give you thanks for the trumpet call of God. Allow us to be a trumpet to our generation. Allow us to sound the alarm and not sing the lullaby. Allow us to blow the trumpet and not fool around with the music of fools. I'd rather be rebuked by the wise than to enjoy the songs of fools. Make us men of wisdom, women of wisdom. Make us faithful with the administration of the income that you have bestowed and entrusted upon us so that there's food in your house, there's meat in your house. So the house of the Lord prospers. So we're able to awaken the city of Miami that we live in so that they might serve Jesus Christ entirely. Give us the influence over the city. We give you thanks about the influence we have in local leadership, Lord, that know we're serious about the business affairs of our God. They know we're serious about serving and worshiping Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Take away compromise. Take away hypocrisy. Take away lukewarmness where we are flirting with the things of this world. Allow us to be faithful to you, faithful to our wives, faithful to our children, faithful to our church. Allow us to be faithful in our finances, faithful in our worship, in our praise, in our service to you, O God. That there would be no doubt that you have the supremacy. You are first in our lives. You are the highest. You are the most glorious. We bless you in the house of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray in the house of God says amen, amen, and amen.